And the podcast will begin in five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, live here on the podcast, Harris Martin. What's up, brother? Okay, cool. Hey, I'm good. Thank you. Oh my God! Now we are. We always do the interview kosher, awesome. which like <clears throat> no script, no nothing. Yeah. And the only script I have, the only script I have, I keep telling people is. So what's up? Wow! All right. <laughs> That's really no script. Um. How was your drive? It was good. Um, thanks for coming. Good. The reason why I say thanks, thanks for, for having me. Thanks for coming over. Um, I've been excited. Of course, I did. I did some, you know, some ocular on. Okay, who's Harris? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure after today, a lot of my viewers are gonna go, "Who's Harris?" Yeah, hopefully. And I, I was listening to Spotify. Loved what you have there. You guys should listen to your. You I'll put the link in the description. Awesome. Also, your YouTube channel, Harris Martin Music. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. And I like the comments. Like I was reading comments. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna go big. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna explode. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but these are the things I'd like to hear because at some point in my life, in JJ's life, behind the camera, before my band really exploded, yeah, yeah. all we had was aspirations. Mm. And <clears throat> I was watching you. And the talent that you have and the candor that you have is all there. Wow. But on that dance video, why weren't you the one dancing? <laughs> you sound like everybody I know in my life right now. <laughs> everybody, I swear. And we've only known each other for what? Like less than 30 minutes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, um, that's just my vision for my... Um, my latest music I'm coming out with, I just kind of, you know, I want, I feel like I've danced on so many other people's, you know, like songs really? and albums and tracks. Yeah. Created music videos or, you know, been a part of their music videos and everything. And uh, my new vision for my music is I want someone to dance the entire track through. And so far, so good. And it's not you. It's not me. <laughs> It's not like me. I had to read the description. To yeah. the, okay, it's not him. Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> I do dance though. I've danced all my life. Are but, you um, good? I <laughs> I like to think so. One to ten. <laughs> I would give myself an eleven. If eleven is if ten is the best, wow. right? Okay, cool. I'm I'm probably negative one. <laughs> <laughs> negative one. <laughs> and I played okay. the drums. I played the drums. You have I mean, rhythm then, at least. I have rhythm. There you I go. You can't got rhythm. dance. My, my like, um, I can't dance, Harris. Really? I cannot dance. I'm pretty sure you could if you had the right teacher. Maybe. Yeah, you could. Because you have rhythm. You have rhythm. So, let's go back to okay, you. Okay, back to maybe, me. Maybe you can teach me to dance. But Next who, podcast. <laughs> next podcast. Yeah. Who was Harris growing up? Um, Harris was me. <laughs> um, I... Started dancing when I was nine years old at a um, Houston Ballet Academy. So oh, so really you're formally trained. Yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you grew up in Houston. Houston, Texas. And then came to Los Angeles when? Um, next year, on the 17th, it will be three years. September next 17th. Wow. Next month. Next month. Wow. Three years. Wow. How is it so far? 
<laughs> Good. It's been it's been a ride. It's been a ride. Okay, let's let's go back to Houston. Okay. Nine year old Harris. Yeah. Enrolled in ballet. Yeah. Did your who who enrolled you? I just wanted to dance. Like my older sister danced. So I have two sisters. Okay. I have an older sister and I have a little sister. So I'm there are three of you. Middle. There are three of us. I'm the oh middle boy God. of two girls. Middle child syndrome is very real, I swear. Tell, right, me, about, so, tell, no, tell me about that first. It's, just, it's real, man. That's all I can say is that it's real. Um, talk about the black sheep of the family. That's you? That's me. <laughs> 100%. 100%. That's me. Um, but yeah, growing up, you know, my older sister danced and I danced and my little sister danced. That's just how it all happened. And then enrolled in ballet class. Yeah, yeah. When did the singing happen? Singing happened, um, I'm a church boy, so I grew up in church. Um, non-denominational? Non-denominational. I really want to say I grew up in black church, because I think that that'll be a fun thing to say. Uh-huh. I grew up in black church, but that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> like the guys, woo, woo. Yeah, I didn't, like, all the I runs, said, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't grow up like that. Oh, okay. No, we went to Lakewood Church, Joel Osteen. Oh, yeah. So the furthest thing from, not the furthest thing, <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> No, but um, definitely wasn't black church, but um, it was, it was fun. It was good. It was where I found God. But anyway, um, yeah, I grew up in church, and I started singing at church, actually. That's where I started. It was a little before my 16th birthday. I just really felt the urge to, like, want to join, like, the worship team at church. Mm. And I did that. But before anyone could actually join, which I'm so glad they did this, they wanted to make sure you actually had a heart for Christ, you right, know? Right, right. Like, not just get up on... Yeah, it wasn't Because like people that. actually think you can just get up on stage yeah. and perform for the Lord. Yeah. But you, your heart has to be in the right place. Thank you. Otherwise, you'd be performing for yourself. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that's what it was. It was all about true worship. Mm. It was making sure you actually had a connection with Christ in order to connect with people, you know? Right, right. So it was definitely um, true worship. So we were reading this book called For the Audience of One by this author, Mike Pavaki. And great book. I read it once a year just to, like, get my mind focused, yeah. you know, like, why, do, why am I here? Like, why do I worship? What is worship? You know, and the book answers those so questions. So you asked all those questions. Yeah, for sure. At 16 or 16 onward? 16 onward. I'm constantly being asked these questions. Nice. Ask myself every day, what is worship? How do I live in my life for worship, you know? Right. Yeah, because I basically define worship as, um, man, this just turned into a Christian podcast. But I just basically, <laughs> I, um define worship as anything that you um that you devote most of your time to like Uh honestly like if you devote the book opens up with like you know dodger fans worship you know houston rocket fans worship because it defines worship as you know everything most of everything you devote most of your time to and it's the truth you know like what do you devote most of your time to that holds your attention that's that thing or that entity that whatever you worship right yeah so so now being being grounded in that mm-hmm. environment did not limit your capacity for creativity. Definitely not. In <clears> fact, <throat> I think it opened my capacity for creativity. And 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 in that regard, with regard um, with regard to that capacity of creativity, mm-hmm. other people might think, "Oh, he grew up in church. He's mm-hmm. probably pigeonholed to this." Yeah. I've listened to your secular work, yeah. Christian work. I mean, they're night and day. Yeah. But they're not offensive. Yeah, I yeah. Thank you. That's a not even a struggle. But yeah, 
it's not like, even a struggle. Because because so. when you talk about love and romance in mm-hmm. in a secular way, yeah, yeah. I mean the 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 words used mm-hmm. are the words used. Yeah, yeah. No profanity, but they're the words used. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're worshiping, I mean, it's like you're not. How do I say this? You are not sidestepping yeah, the yeah, message. Yeah. Exactly. Was, is that a conscious effort on your part? No. You know what? Not even. Um, I write my music. I also write music for other artists and stuff too. And I just think it's about, I guess with me, I can't say for everyone, but for me, I just have like two different parts of my brain that I turn off and I turn on mm. without even, you know, like thinking about it or whatever. But before I start writing any type of song, I pray about it, you know? Like, if I go into an actual writing session, yeah. I pray before I get in there because it would suck to be in a session for three hours and not have any type of creativity, you know? And I feel like I pray before I walk in. So, yeah, I mean, whether I don't care what we're writing, I pray. Prayer has always, has always been a part of your life. Yeah, definitely. Now, prayer, um, in L.A., why did you come to L.A.? Um, basically, school. I'm gonna say okay. school <laughs> to give my shot at music, actually. So, Where'd you, what what school is it? Uh, school in music. This? I'm at Mount Saint Mary's. Nice school. Uh, Mount Saint. What Mary's. are you taking up? Um, PhD program, physical therapy, DPT. DPT. Yeah, doctor of physical therapy. Speaking of uh, DPT, uh, the the vocalist of Michael's band mm-hmm. is DPT also. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't uh, know Rich, that. Richard. Richard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Shout out to Richard. Yeah. Oh DPT. wow. Um, awesome. I was supposed to take. I was supposed to take up nursing at Mount Saint Mary's. Oh, yes. Ended nice. up not, uh, not doing it. Oh, why I not? just. Um, I'm a music. Oh, okay. Duh. <laughs> Duh. So how's that? How's that DPT course going for you, doctor? It's going well in a year. <laughs> Call me doctor in a year. <laughs> it's going well. Seriously. Now, really well. aside from music, you also work with kids. Yes. Tell me about this. Um, I worked with kids who are, who have cancer and who have been cured from cancer, but, you know, are still, um, basically having troubles with their, um, their AIDS and their cure from cancer, dealing with like radiation and things like that. So my job is to basically, um, get them back up and running again, like get their bones back up and running again. Yeah. Yeah, And aside from this, you also run a gym. Yeah, I'm a director of a gym. It sounds like I do a lot, but I promise you, I get bored sometimes. Really? Yeah, I get bored. Do you have a wife and kids? No, I don't. That's why I get bored. I okay. don't have a wife and kids. Guys, that's why. That's why. put your comments. There you go. <laughs> okay, let's dissect each each part. Huh? Let's start with working with kids. Mm-hmm. Is this something that you were forced to do or something you want to do? So, how did this come about? Really fun story. Um, one of my first patients, when I first moved here, I was working at a, at a physical therapy clinic. So, one of my first patients was, um, was a kid who, who was getting, you know, basically went through the whole cancer treatment and things like that. And he so, was in remission? Yeah, basically. Okay. And so, that was, that was my, my footstep into it. And I didn't even realize it at the time, but that was like my footstep into it. And then school starts um, a few months later, and my 
what I wanted to study, my dissertation and everything had nothing to do with that. Like right? apps, it still does have nothing to do right? with that. But now it's just something that I just, I dived into like full force and I love it. Was it conviction or was it, hey, after that first patient or that first interaction with um, with that kid? Yeah. Did the, <clears throat> did the lights go on? I mean. I want to say yeah. I want to say yeah, but no. No? <laughs> no. It just... It just happened. Like, it was nothing I even looked for. Wow. I didn't actively seek it out. It, I, it just happened. It just now, happened. how long have you been in this happening? Um, Two years now. Wow. Two years now. And you're still loving it. Yeah, I'm loving it. Oh, it's weird. Thank you. <laughs> now I see it. I love it. Yeah. Right? It just kind of happened. What's, I mean, what do you get from it and what do you give to it? Man. My mom died of cancer. I'm, that's why I'm very, oh, okay. I'm very um, yeah. into it. Yeah. There you go. I guess the kids I actually um, work with, it's kind of like, it makes you grow up really, really fast. It makes yeah. you grow up really fast. You know, when you're a seven-year-old and you find out that you don't know if you're if you're going to go eight. Exactly. You don't know if you're going to see eight years old. Yeah. But then you get, you get cured, and then you realize the things that cured you actually hurt you more. <laughs> and so, and then everyone's like, all right, you're done. Um, you're fixed. You know, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now go play basketball with the rest of the kids. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> like, that, that can't happen for them. And so, I guess just connecting with them on that level, like connecting with their, just connecting with them on that level. Like you're, you're giving me goosebumps, you know why? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Cause, <laughs> cause you're, you're taking DPT, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with the, with these kids, you're actually DET. Yeah. Oh. More of like emotional therapy. Okay, kind yeah. of, no? Huh? I guess. Wow. Right. I'm very fascinating. I'm finding out right now. This is cool. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, That's I'm tough. like, Wow. Yeah. Thank you for you and what you do. Oh, thank you. Now, now these kids, does it and, and seeing what's happening to them, does it scare you to have kids and think that, uh-oh? Does it scare me to have kids? Nah. No. If my kids turned out <laughs> anywhere as, you know, as cool as these kids, okay. I'll be the greatest father in the world. How, like, are, how are their outlook with regard to cancer, these kids? I mean... Are they different from adults? I can't tell you yes or no because I've never really worked with adults with on adults, this level yeah. before. Like, I've never worked with adults on this level. All I know is that kids deserve to be happy. And I feel like that's part of my job, you know, is to, like, make them feel like you're not alone through yeah, this, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you deserve to be happy and you deserve to be just like the other kids. Like, you deserve to go out and play basketball if that's yes. what you want to do, you know, or whatever. So, yeah. Wow. Now, the gym. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Yeah. What, I mean, how'd you land that gig? So, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I just got a job at a gym. I got a job at the gym as a trainer, and then um, the pandemic happened <laughs> recently. And I kind of took it upon myself to, um, to kind of take care of our members on a social media platform, mm. on a, you know, on a contactless platform platform right. by you know um doing like online sessions with them and stuff and it wasn't anything that you know the owner or current director told me to do i just you did took it the initiative because, yeah, yeah i took the initiative 
And like once we were actually opened back, we were allowed to open back up. The owner called me and she explained that to me. And again, I didn't realize what I was doing. I just did it because I figured I want to work out, too. And you guys aren't working out. So let me start this online platform for you guys, whatever. And I just did it, you know, just because. And she saw it as me taking initiative. And I was like, oh, is that what I did? Oh, okay. And she offered me the director position. So that's how it worked. So apparently you have a lot of... um Take the first, take the initiative uh, position, yeah. and go. Oh, I did that! I did that! Yeah, and that's that's basically all. Now, all how was. did how did it happen from being black sheep mm-hmm. to being this? I mean, who kicked you in the butt? Well, it's not even that. I mean, black sheep meaning um, it's not even. I'm the middle child, mm. uh, middle sibling. I'm the middle cousin. Okay. As well. Really? So like, yeah, it's funny. Um, my mom's side of the, my mom's side of the family, they live in Houston and she has three sisters. And so all of their kids are either my little sister's age or my older sister's oh age. My God. So, you know, when we would all hang out every single weekend, mm. it was just like, Oh, you know, I'm too cool to hang out with the younger kids and I'm not cool enough to hang out with the older kids. So, I bought a Walkman, a CD player. So that's how my life was, yeah. So you were kind of the loner kind? I was the loner. And that's why I don't have a problem with, you know, just like going now, off. and these, um, your cousins, they're all girls too? No, they're guys. Okay, but they're yeah. younger or older. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're guys. Speaking of Houston, um, mm-hmm. Lucy's. Lucy's. Barbecue. Lucille's. Lucille's? Lucille's? No. no. Lucy's. Lucy's? Where's Lucy's? I don't know. In Houston? Maybe. No. Yeah. Well, okay. Mm. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. What, what barbecue place are we going? Maybe I, I'm, I'm missing <laughs> something. No, Lucille's is here. Lucille's is here. What's a barbecue? What's a nice barbecue place over there? I even bought the sauce. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. It's not Lucy's. Lucy's? Maybe. I mean, if my wife is watching this, I've never dated a girl named Lucy. There's ever. a... Well, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. But what, name me the name. Oh, we, we did a show in Houston. Our producer took us to this nice barbecue place. In Houston. In Houston. Okay. And, oh my God, the following day, that shooting at the church happened. This was like last... Was this two years ago? Last year? Two years ago. Okay. Yeah, you're probably still... We were probably here already. Yeah. It was in no, um, November of 2018. <clears throat> What's that barbecue place, Jay? Do you know? Lucy's. Maybe I'm wrong. There's the Lucille's in downtown Houston, but they're like Southern Cajun cooking or something. Oh my like God. That. The best ribs I've ever had. Lucy's? Well, maybe not. I don't know. You could be right. I like to think I'm a foodie. <laughs> I like to think I'm a foodie, but I don't know Lucy's. Because I know, um, I can't even think straight right now, but the best. Rude. Rudy's. Oh, it rhymes. Rudy's. Rudy's. <laughs> it rhymes. <laughs> Lucy's, Rudy's. Write a song about it. <laughs> it rhymes. Rudy's barbecue. Never yes. dated a guy I named know, Rudy's, Rudy's either. <laughs> Rudy's. I'm sorry to his wife. <laughs> Apologize. Rudy's. Rudy's barbecue. Yes. Rudy's is good. Rudy's yes. is good. So when I was an undergrad, I went to UNT North Texas. Uh-huh. Um, 
we had a Rudy's right across the street from campus or mm. a little bit up the way, I think. But um, they had like university specials, like for the students, you show your ID, you get like a, nice. like a sandwich and like a bag of chips or something. So I know all about Rudy's and I know all about their special discounts. So now <laughs> this, how about this? I didn't know you were from Houston. Yeah. I bought this um, shoes in Houston. <laughs> Sweet. When uh, at the at that nice mall. I okay, not from Rudy's, thank God. No, no. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and then I would call these my uh, uh, Sam Smith. You're Sam and, Smith. And my my wife goes, it's Stan Smith. Calls it Sam Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Smith's the better singer, I'm sure. <laughs> I would hope. So yeah, Rudy's. How was okay? Now, now that you have Houston and you have LA, mm-hmm. and wink, wink, you, you came to LA to to study. Yeah, to study music, <laughs> to study and music. So that's what happened. But wink, wink. <laughs> how is life? I mean, can you compare life in Houston and life in LA? <sighs> Comparing life. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, three years is not far apart. You know what I mean? It's not. um, I don't know. I get comfortable, and it's maybe because because I am a loner. (laughs) I I get comfortable wherever I am. I know. I think my dad calls me um, adaptosaurus. That I can adapt to like any situation. I like to think so, and um, my dad likes to think so too. (laughs) But I get comfortable, like when I. First moved here, I found a place. I didn't even know where I was going to live before I started driving here. You but drove? I, um, I drove here. How many miles? Oh, <laughs> a, a while. <laughs> a lot of miles. Um, basically, it took 20, 22 hours is what it should have Whoa. taken. It took me 20 hours, but 19 Whoa. hours, I think. But, um, yeah, so I did half the trip, um, stayed a night in El Paso and then came with the other tap. But but you knew that you were going to go to school. That's why you came. Yeah, that was the plan to actually start school. But um they ended up taking me a semester earlier cuz someone dropped o- someone dropped out of the co- the cohort that they were mm-hmm. building for that semester. Right. So I was able to start a semester earlier than expected. Why not take up your DPT in Houston? So okay. <laughs> Once I graduated university, undergrad, University of North Texas, I moved to South Korea. Really? South Korea. I lived there for like three and a half years. I was in South Korea uh-huh. for three and a half years. And then I was you dancing see, there. Do you, do you speak it? I, I like to say I'm fluent. I like to say I'm fluent. Is it easy still. to learn? Yes. Korean is a very easy language to learn. It's extremely cause, easy. Because my mother-in-law, uh-huh. she loves watching all these Korean novellas. Really? Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Crash Landing on You. Yeah, I don't know them. Oh my God. <laughs> you should watch those stuff. I'll tell you why. I I, I'm that. sorry, I digress. <clears throat> so she started watching it. Mm-hmm. And I started watching it with her. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would write songs. You should start watching. Mm-hmm. I would write songs mm-hmm. over it. Yeah. And I got one song actually played in a Korean novella that's being yeah, shown yeah, in yeah. the Philippines. That's awesome. But since you speak it, that's really cool. you have more advantage over... Because me, I'm just guessing. I'm yeah, no, that's cool. I actually have songs that I've written for Korean artists. And stuff there like you go. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. I worked there as a... Um, I, was pretty much, I was a dance choreographer. In Korea? In Korea, yeah. Three that's years? I did there. Yeah, three years. Adaptosaurus. Yeah, yeah. Tell, so. tell, tell us about that story. Take your time. <laughs> Take your time. 
Easy story. I went there to teach English, and boom, I started dancing. So that's ESL, what it was. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went there to teach ESL, <laughs> and three months into my teaching contract, it was kind of like I met up with this dancing lady, and long story short, I was helping her teach classes, and we ended up like training this team of guys, and they ended up winning big competitions, and we started getting phone calls from people to train other people as dancers, and that's how it happened. Why did you leave? My grandmother got sick. Oh. Yeah. I, so before you before you talk about let's talk about grandma yeah, later. Yeah. But let's pause for this yeah. this uh, word from our sponsor. We'll be back. And we're back with Harris Martin. So Korea. Mm-hmm. South Korea, to be specific. South Korea. <laughs> you had to leave because um, grandma got sick. Mm-hmm. Was that a hard... I mean, no, let me rephrase my question. Mm-hmm. So when you got the news, what went through your head? Was it time to leave anyway? No. Oh. I was in South Korea. I told myself I'd never leave. I told myself I'd never leave just because it was, it was fun. I was doing what I wanted to do, you know. And okay, um, so Mr. Adaptosaurus, yeah. you came there not knowing Korean. Yeah. So you, again, did you have an apartment to live in already? Um, or was it like LA? They, no- <laughs> they found my housing for me. So that was the easy okay. part. They found my housing for me. Now you're there, bags. We'll talk about grandma in a bit, but yeah, yeah. Okay, bags down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm in Korea. Okay, that part. <laughs> when I actually, I lived on Jeju Island, if you know Jeju though. So if you know anything my, my, my grandma, my mother-in-law probably mother-in-law. knows. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are plenty of novellas about it uh-huh. um, that take place there. But um, I lived on this island. It was a great place. Um, but when I first, excuse me, when I first got to my apartment, I I cried. I cried wow. that night, and I was like, man, this is what I gave up my life for in Houston. <laughs> I mean, in Texas, you know, like I cried. Because I've never, I don't think I've ever been in an, in an, in an efficiency before then. And I was like, oh, my little kitchen is right next to my bed. Like, it's <laughs> what's like, going it's on? Like wake, wake up and then you're cooking. I was, yeah, like I could cook from my bed. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. But I mean, like, it wasn't even like a kitchen. I had like yeah. two burners and they were electric. I was like, where's the gas? You no. know, I was like really okay. confused. <laughs> um, to our audience in the Philippines, mm-hmm. everything is big in Texas. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, e- true. even the roads are wider. Very the speed true. limit is mm-hmm. faster. Mm-hmm. Houses are bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, backyards are backyards. Yeah, yeah. So this was okay. This is the place that this is the environment that Harris grew up in. Yeah. Okay, go. And then the bathroom it was just one big room. It wasn't like a tub and a shower. It's just like. Oh, I can win everything. This is great. That, I like that part. I think a, a little. I grew into liking that part. But I, I cried the first night. I was like, "This is why I left. This is what I left Texas for." And um, I adapted. <laughs> I adapted. So the food. Yeah. The food. Oh man! Awesome. Jesus. Oh yes. Amazing. Awesome, right? Amazing. That amazing. Chicken, amazing food. Their garlic chicken. Oh my gosh. You probably had more bonchon than everybody around. You have no idea. You have no idea. Like, I'm so serious. Yeah, that's a thing here. Yeah. Right? That's a place. Yeah, it's a real place. <laughs> I am. Yeah, it's a real place. Yeah. 
Jesus, the food's amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Keep, so good. Let's talk let's let's talk more about that. So, yeah. different culture. Yeah. This is the first time <clears throat> you going out into the world into a different culture. No. 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 This wasn't the first time. There's more. I guess I studied abroad in different places when Tell I was in undergrad. Tell me more. Thailand. Um, you you've been all over the place. Indonesia. Um, so do you speak Bahasa? Do you I speak? don't speak any type of Indonesian language. They have like a million of them. Okay, okay. That's an exaggeration, but they have a lot. And I don't so why did you go to Indonesia? Study abroad programs. I got to study there. It's school. all study, study, study. Yeah, it's all school. Is there a girl in every place? What'd you say? Is there a girl in every place? Yeah. Yeah? I study <laughs> school. <laughs> there are girls there. <laughs> it's just school. Your girl is Your what I'm... school. <laughs> yeah. Just school. So, now... <laughs> What? <laughs> Remember, we have to go back to grandma. Yeah. Because grandma actually stopped you from going abroad. She didn't stop me. No, but that situation. The story, yeah. The, the situation stopped me. So, okay. You, okay. Middle child. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a sense of, mm-hmm. of you. Middle child. Loner child. Adaptosaurus. Mm-hmm. When did the bug of traveling abroad hit you? I think... I don't, we traveled to like Florida, Georgia, stuff like that. But it's not um, abroad. That's not abroad. You did say that. I'm sorry. I missed that word. Whoa. Okay. So I guess when I got to university, um, when I got to undergrad, I guess um, the opportunity opened to go to Thailand and I was like, oh, I want to try that. You're an inquisitive person. Maybe. Right? I like to think so. I, I think you are. Yeah. yeah. Like that curiosity thing. Yeah. Okay, so Thai, uh, Thailand yeah, yeah. came about. Yeah. How was that experience? It was great. It was wonderful. Like, I absolutely Which part? loved it. Phuket, Bangkok? Phuket, <laughs> Bangkok, Chiang Mai, and Chiang Rai. Everything, every, wow. Yeah, just those four places. So. Four elephants? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How long were you there? Um, Two months, I think. Oh, man. Like entire, yeah, two months, I believe. Did you hit up all the knockoff uh, suits and? <laughs> <laughs> Not for me, for my family. <laughs> I brought a lot of stuff back home for them. I needed their sizes and stuff, so got a lot of stuff for them. Okay, and then after Thailand, Indonesia next. Yeah, Indonesia next, and then. <clears throat> wait, wait, what, 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 what did you do there? Um, studied again. It was school. You like studying? School. I took a course. Yeah, I don't know why. But I do. Yeah. I love learning. If I could be a professional student and get paid for it, I would definitely do that. Like, I'm so serious. Like, if there was a job I could, like, be in school and get paid for it, oh, man, that would be my dream job. No joke. Wow. Get paid to learn? Why yeah. not? Like, seriously. Now, why did you, did you try singing or dancing in Thailand? No, in Korea. No, but why, why not in Thailand? Because I was just there for school. Oh, man. You know, I was just there. For school, that was it. How about how about Indonesia? No, none of those. Um, no, I was just there for school. That was it. It was when I got out of school, I moved to Korea, and I was like, mm. "All right, let me pick up dance again." Not that I wasn't dancing in university right. anymore, but it was like now I can actually like do this because the opportunity just prevent you know it just um, presented itself. So, so after going to these schools, mm-hmm. you came back to Houston. Yeah. Did you pick up a? A job in Houston? Yeah, I did. <laughs> an ESL teacher first. <laughs> that was fun. 
So I went back to teach an ESL in Texas and um, for like almost a year. And then I got a job translating Korean. Mm. Um, so I got a job as a Korean translator slash um, operations and logistic manager. So that was kind of like my job title. Um, yeah, that was my job title. At a boarding school. Sorry, I didn't say that part. At a boarding oh. school. <laughs> so, yeah. Working with kids. Right. So, well, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, there's that pattern school. of kids. Yeah. Learning. Teaching. Yeah. You know, like, I don't sit down and think about my life like this, but as I talk it out, uh -huh. I'm like, oh, wow, maybe that was all the connection all along. Thank you. Yeah, wow. Thank you. No, thank you. You're, having to, you're, you're inspiring me. I'm like, wow. I mean, maybe I should travel more. Yeah, take me with you. Let's go together. <laughs> yeah, right. You can bring Lucy or Rudy with us. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's go back to Korea. Three years is a lot. Three years is a lot of days. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of days. Yeah, almost a thousand. Almost a thousand days. Now, math. There you go. <laughs> so when you were there, this was in what? Two thousand and what? I left to go there two thousand eleven. I left to go there two thousand eleven. Mm. Yeah. Were there tensions between the north and the south? Um. You don't feel it in Seoul, right? You don't feel it there, but there were times my parents called me and were like, are you okay there? We're hearing all this right? stuff on the news. And I'm like, yeah, I'm at dance practice. Let me call you back. <laughs> so it's like that, you know? But yeah, that's just how it was. That's how it was. Like, you don't feel it when you're there. And you're close to the demilitarized zone. Yeah. But you, I mean... <laughs> yeah. And the reason why I'm... This is me mm -hmm. being curious, no? Yeah. Because I've always wondered, I have Korean friends, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to Korea. Now? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, why? What's wrong? And this was when, when Kim Jong-un was yeah, having yeah, all yeah, those, yeah. the rocket man times, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, it, it's cool. Yeah. I'm like, so can you define that part? Because you were there. Yeah, I guess... I don't know how the media blew it up. <clears throat> I don't know how the media blew it up because I was there and it's not like it wasn't bad for us there. Like it wasn't bad for me there. So I, that's just it. It just wasn't bad for me there. I don't know if I was just oblivious to everything, but me Can and my be. circle and everyone else I saw in the streets <laughs> just looked like they were living their lives, you know? Like in uh, Tel Aviv, um, yeah. our common friend, shout out to Moshe, um, he would tell us people would have coffee every single day mm -hmm. in Tel Aviv. And all those rockets coming uh, from the other side are... I just said, oh, rocket. Wow, it wasn't that bad. We didn't have rockets coming over. Okay. No, it wasn't. Is that what they told you guys here? Yeah. Oh, no, there were no rockets being dropped. No, not really rockets. Okay. But no, 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 no. But, okay. but, I mean, the projection is always worse than what yeah, it, what it yeah, is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. I think so. Now, what was yeah. the highlight of your, your stay in Korea? Um... Why am I seeing an Asian pattern? <laughs> I like, I don't know, man. Thailand, Indonesia, yeah. Korea, and now you're in the Philippines. Now I'm in the Philippines. <laughs> what? <laughs> now I'm in the Philippines. I'm surrounded with Fili by Filipinos. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's a future here. No. <laughs> 
my highlight was working with um working with um a band named EXO. Like working with a group mm. of guys named EXO. Boy like, band? Yeah, boy band, like choreographing stuff for them and actually like yeah, that was my, my biggest highlight. Nice. Yeah, because I tell people now, I choreographed this video for them. What? You did that? I'm like, oh, you know me. Good. What's <laughs> that kind of thing, you know? Tell your friends about me. Like, that sort of thing. But so, you never it. tried You never tried um, starting a career in, in South Korea? I did my own thing as far as, like, music and stuff like that and um, have produced... Now I understand yeah. why... Okay, guys. When you go to Harris Music, uh, Harris Martin oh, Music, okay, go you'll ahead. <laughs> you'll see the go Korean ahead. characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. now it makes sense. Okay, yeah. Ha! I wrote songs in Korean. Now I wrote it makes songs in Korean sense. for other artists and for myself and stuff like that. So, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna put a call. You should be big already. Oh, thank you. I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> okay. Wow. But maybe, 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 um, Jay, can you look up, uh, is it Keith Martin? Keith Martin, wait, let me see. There's this night, there's this, see, my, my name might be wrong again. There's this producer. Lucy's Rudy, it's Keith. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me see, uh, Keith Martin, producer. Because, um, he, he made it big in the Philippines, by the mm -hmm. way. Yeah. American singer-songwriter. Okay. Keith Eric Martin. Yep. What did he write? It's on Spotify. Oh, yeah? Because of you. Have you, have you ever heard that song? No. Let me go to the middle part. This became a movie in the Philippines. Really? This became a cover song in the Philippines. Oh, wow. I mean, That's awesome. He 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 went there yeah, yeah. and made a career over there. Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I was listening to your song. I like. I told you right. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what was that song again? Would you be in the on the guitar track? Track of tears. Mm -hmm. Tracks of my tears. Tracks of my tears. Sam Cooke. Yeah. That's that's a nice rendition. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. It's one of my favorite songs to sing, too. That's yeah. a nice rendition. Love it. Thank you. Okay. So now, you had to stop being in Korea because grandma's yeah. sick. Grandmother got sick. And right there, yeah. fly back. Exactly. Why, why didn't you... It took like another two months or so, but I flew back. You flew back to Korea? Yeah, I flew back to Texas. To, to Texas? Texas yeah. And did you have to say goodbye to Korea for good? Not for good. I still take trips there. I was there, what, two years ago, I think? Okay. Two years ago, I went back. But then again, you didn't back, pursue yeah. it anymore. I mean... Not Korea. Well, I mean, after that chapter of your life, you yeah, closed yeah. it, and you moved on. I didn't close it. I met people there that I'll never stop talking to. Mm. Like, I met my best friends there. You know what I mean? Yes, And so, like, yes. I go back to visit them. They come here to visit me, you right. know? So, yeah, that's... um. Yeah, but I, I won't close that part of my life. Like, I can't. I met too many great people there. Now, did you know that you weren't going to live there for, like, longer than, what, uh, than, how you, than 
than the time you lived in Korea. Okay. Um, there was another reason that brought me back to the See, States now as we're well. Now we're getting the to the nitty gritty. Okay, okay, I will tell you this part. Um, it just wasn't grandmother. I ended up getting sick in Korea. I had um, appendicitis. Ooh, did it explode? That turned into peritonitis as oh. they were taking it out. It exploded over my intestines. Oh. And so I was in the hospital for a little bit over a month, I think. In, it in felt the, like a year. In but Seoul? I was in the hospital. In Seoul? Was I in Seoul? No, I right was here. in. I was on Jeju. Oh, Jeju. So okay. I was in um, Jeju. I lived in Sogipo, which is like the country part yeah. of Jeju. Nice. It was, not anymore. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but... Um, I was in the city, like I was in the upper half of the island. But um, yeah, so they transferred me there and to do the operation and stuff like that. But I was there for like almost a month, I think. Wow. And um, yeah, being again alone. In the host, I had friends. Yeah. Like I had friends, and let me tell you, when I told my mom and dad what was going on, they were like, "We're coming." I was like, "No, why? Like, nice. come and watch me sit up in the hospital? That's that's not cool. Not to me. It shouldn't be cool to you either." But um, and I didn't want them to worry or whatever. Right. But I had friends. Um, they basically lived at the hospital with me. Nice. Like seriously, take rounds, take shifts and stuff. But like I said, those are the people. That's why I can't ever you can't cut close, out yeah. Korea. Like that's why I can't yes. cut out South Korea. But um, yeah, so I was in the hospital for like a month. But after being there in the hospital, dealing with um. After seeing their standard of health codes and stuff, I was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yes, it I'm gone. Like, fun story. One night, there was a nurse that came in, like, trying to get blood for me. And I'm not sure what type of medicines they had me on. But I was feeling lovely. But um, <laughs> the nurse walks in, and she's, like, trying to get blood from me. And she's, like, trying to yeah, yeah. find a vein. And I swear, <clears throat> this is not an exaggeration. She must have poked me at least 14, 15 times, like, trying to find a vein and could never get one. So, finally, oh she goes God. down to my foot and my feet, and she, like, finds a vein or whatever, and she puts it in or whatever, and I, like, feel her, you know, like, pulling the needle back. So, I'm like, <clears> oh, thank God. And I'm, like, out of it, almost out of it the entire time, like, aware of what's going on, but not really yeah. able to, like, move or whatever, you know? And so, she um, takes the blood, and when she pulls the needle out, all I hear is, oh, oh, oh! Like that. And so I don't know what's going on because I can't like, you know, move or like make out what's going on. The next day, wanna can I give a shout out to Willow? Of okay, so the next day, my um my best friend, my best friend in life now, Willow, she comes to visit me and she's like, Oh my god, what happened here? And I was like, What are you talking about? And I look up and there's like blood splatter all over like oh, the curtain or whatever. Oh. And I was like, what happened? And I was like, oh, I think that was the nurse last night. And she goes, and she just left it there? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. She's like, wow. Okay. So it had this, it looked like a murder scene. I know. I mean, it looked from, like a murder like scene. Like a scene from Dexter? That's my show. Yes. Yes. That's my show. Look at the blood. Blood splatter analysis. Yeah, but that's how it looked. And she's like, what happened? I was like, oh, I think it came from the nurse. And she tried to find a vein and she took it from my foot and all I heard was, ooh, 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 and this was, ooh, 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 over the, over the curtain, so. It is the first, ooh. Was, ooh, yeah, the second. Ooh. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, I'm sure. So, yeah, so after that and grandma, I'm out. So that's what, yeah, being someplace sick 
that's not. I mean, like, that's an eye opener, right? Were, yeah, it was like uh, this can't happen again. I gotta go. <laughs> so that's what happened. Wow. And it was funny because I remember being in a lot of pain, and I remember like talking to the nurses in Korean. And I'll be like, oh, he sounds so cute. He's speaking Korean. I'll be like, all right, we can't do this. <laughs> like, I'm literally like, I feel like death. I feel like death. Like, can we stop doing that? You First know? of all, just having your appendicitis yeah. is already yeah. owie. Yeah, it was owie. I didn't even know what was going on. I rode my bike to the hospital that oh, night. Oh, that's like even worse. Three o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh. this isn't right. I'm going to the hospital. So that's what happened. I rode my bike there. It was great. Dang. It was great. <laughs> It was good. Okay, so back. Soldier, man. I'm a oh, soldier. You definitely are. <laughs> so back in Houston, mm-hmm. you figured out I'm not going back. I probably visit, but I'm not gonna live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what? I wanted music to happen. I wanted music to happen, um, and I didn't feel like it would happen in Korea. Mm. I didn't feel like it could happen in Korea. So, when did LA? Come to your radar. I told myself for an entire three years when I was in Houston that I'd move to L.A. Wow. I told myself I would move to L.A. It took me, um, my best friend now, his name's Hung. Um, he, I met him for the first time in Houston when I was on a first date with my ex-girlfriend. Mm. So he owned a, <laughs> a boba tea shop or whatever. Awkward. And he <laughs> meets us at the door. It was Halloween night. He meets us at the door with a Jason mask and a machete, a full machete, like a real machete, not like a plastic thing at all. A real one, a real one. And I was like, wow, we're going to be best friends, you know? (laughs) So that's, that's what happened. We ended up like talking him, me and my ex-girlfriend. We were like, she wasn't my ex then. (laughs) She was my girlfriend (laughs) then. Cause that would be weird. But um, So we talked for like hours and hours or whatever. And we just clicked, you know? And so he moved here for school for an entire year and he would always tell me harris you need to be in la you've been talking about it for so long you know right. you need to be in la like you need to be in la and i was like hung you know i've got this really awesome job now working at this boarding school you know they pay for my housing it's so good i'm speaking korean to people like i'm translating for people it's a great job and you know i'm flying to la for meetings and stuff like that it's a great job you know i love it and he would always say harris you need to come to la you need to come to la and something went wrong in his program or whatever he moved back to Houston, and I think maybe like four or five months later, he moved back to L.A. Two weeks after that, um, I ended up moving to L.A. because Hurricane Harvey hit. I okay, quit yeah, my yeah. job, and I had nothing else to do there, and I was like, oh, time to go to L.A. Wow. So that's what happened. It was Hurricane Harvey and me quitting my job. So, so disasters in whatever shape on the, or, or form yeah. pivots, makes you pivot to another yeah. chapter of your life. It's funny because I just had this conversation the other <coughs> night, maybe like two Thursdays ago on my, um, I do like this men's prayer call thing or whatever, Zoom now. <laughs> but um, we were talking about it too, how like, you know, how do you react when God tells you to do something? And it's like, I think I was kind of, um, I don't know. I honestly felt like God was telling me move to LA like this entire time. But I was like, but God, this job pays me so much money and I'm so comfortable. Oh my God, they pay me so much money. I'm making big boy money now. You know, this is cool. And I'm not dancing for it. Like, this is good stuff. Like, I love it. And um, I get to sit in an office. This is so much fun, you know? You get to travel. And, yeah, I get to travel. Paid, great. paid I for. It. I don't have to sweat. Like, it's so much fun. And um, I feel like Hurricane Harvey is like, oh, 
Well, I quit my job. Hurricane Harvey hit. What do I do now? Hey, I have nothing else to do. Let me do that thing I want to do for the na- for the last three years. You know. Now your parents, mm-hmm. they're both still around. Mm-hmm. How supportive were they of you? <laughs> Very, <laughs> or not at all. I don't even know how to answer that. It was just like, oh, you want to do that? All right, cool. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was cool. Ever since you Go were a kid. It. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, like. I don't know. I think me and my older sister, we just, like, did things. Like, they didn't really make us do our homework, but we were, like, first place in, you know, like, science fair and Hmm. and stuff like that. We just did them because we knew we had to do it, and we just kind of excelled in things. Yeah. But it wasn't required for you guys to excel in things. It wasn't required. Like, my parents weren't on us like that. I don't, yeah, they weren't, like, on us like that. I have Asian friends now, and they talk about their Asian parents, and I'm yeah. like, always on them. I'm just oh, like, yeah. not my parents. <laughs> like, not at all, you know? And I graduated, like, summa cum laude when I was in, you know, like, uh, undergrad and everything, my master's program and everything, too. And I, we never, they never, like, I guess we were just good kids. I don't know. I never had a curfew growing up because I think wow. my mom, like, trusted me. Yeah, she yeah, knew yeah. I wouldn't do anything to, like, ruin myself. Like, dance was kind of like my life, you know? And she's like, he's not going to do anything to mess that up. Drugs. Yeah, like, I wouldn't do anything like that to mess that up. Like, not at all. So you had a good disposition in life. Yeah. Yeah. Where did that come from? Church or parents? Maybe both. Okay, yeah. Maybe both. Hopefully both. (laughs) Hopefully both, yeah. They they might be watching, you know? Yeah. Ouch. (laughs) Pick your answer. (laughs) Yeah. Very... (laughs) Wisely. Safely, wisely. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. It came from both, I would say. Of course, you know, they taught us right from wrong and things like that. But like I said, they taught me right from wrong and I never wanted to do anything wrong. Right. Like never. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I just never did. Yeah. Dang. Stock music. Yeah. Stock music. So you're here now. Mm-hmm. And then like like we were talking off cam. Mm-hmm. 2020 was supposed to be our year, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's here. But God had other plans. We'll talk about that when we come back after another word from our sponsor. We'll be back. Cool. We're back with Harris Martin. So, so, you know what? YouTubers, everybody says the word so. So. <laughs> now that's going to be inside in, uh, in your reticular Notice everybody's going to say, so. Okay. <laughs> so. So. 2020 was supposed to be our year. Mm-hmm. It's not. What's your plan? Why is it not our year? <laughs> I mean, music-wise. Yeah. We were supposed to, you, yeah. my band Intervoice, I guess everybody, everybody had plans. Yeah. But God has other plans. Yeah, Definitely. How, how did you deal with the pandemic when, when it came? I loved it. So. <laughs> yes, Mr. Loner Adaptosaurus. You mean I can stay inside and not have to do anything? <laughs> oh, thank you, God. Oh, man, yes. I get to eat food. Oh, man, yes. No, I swear. Shake it. <laughs> no, but really, I did enjoy it. Like, I enjoyed it. Um. I 
I do this thing like in the fitness realm. Mm. I usually compete during the summers and things like yeah. that. And because I used to compete, I get like um, sponsored by certain companies or whatever. So I have these photo shoots to do every once in a while or whatever. So I was um, getting prepared for like all these photo shoots to shoot for different companies and things like that um, before the pandemic hit. Right. And then once it hit, I realized that everything in my life started to like cancel. Was it like March 15th? Mm -hmm. I think like. Um, governor came on in California and said, you know, everything's shutting down yep. or whatever. And um, I was like, oh, okay. And then it did, really didn't hit me then. But all I was thinking, oh, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I don't have to go to school tomorrow. Let me close my book. <laughs> so that's what <laughs> happened then. And I think it took me like the next two days or so when things just producers, you know, um, photographers started calling me. Yeah, you know, we're not going to be able to do this or do that. And I was like, oh, oh, so I don't have to be on this diet right now okay, I'm going to order a pizza, you know? And it became like that because okay. I had gotten down to like a, not even low yet, but like March 15th, uh, my body fat was low because I was getting ready to start right, shooting right, and stuff right. like that. And once I, find out I didn't, once I found out I didn't have to do that, I gained 15 pounds during the pandemic, like within the first two months, I think. Within the two first months. two months, yeah. 15 pounds, 12 pounds, exactly, 12 pounds. Now, how are you able pounds. to, okay, discipline, like... <clears throat> I guess in May before Mother's Day, yeah, yeah. I had an acid reflux mm. attack. And so I had to change my diet from eating all these greasy food to yeah, oatmeal, yeah. yogurt and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Lost 15 pounds. Awesome. But I've kind of gained half of it back. Mm -hmm. You as a, as a, uh, a trainer, mm -hmm. health buff, how do you discipline yourself? Like pizza, and then no pizza, and then pizza, no pizza. You have to have a goal in place. Okay. I have to have a goal in place. That's the only thing that Please works enlighten us, because I really, I mean, I'm, I mean, what advice can you give me and them? Because my, my BMI right now is at mm -hmm. 25.8. Okay. So that's not good. Yeah. I got to be at 24 or 23. Okay. And sometimes JJ behind the camera, he was like, I think I'm healthier. And I go, Why? And then we checked his BMI. It was like at 22. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's his bragging rights. I'm like, okay. Uh, but how? I mean, talk to, tell me about goal. I have to have a goal in place. Um, I can sit here and say that I eat healthy all day long, but I don't. I'm addicted to gummy bears. I have really? a really huge sweet tooth. I'm addicted to gummy bears, but... I know, like, my shoots, if I, <laughs> if I don't look a certain way for a photo shoot, I lose my sponsorship. That's my goal. <laughs> like, I need the sponsorship. But I so need this money. <laughs> so that's how it works. So but at a given time, you'd rather eat the gummy bears. Yeah, no, of course. Than lose the fat. I'd rather go to fat. Rudy's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously, no joke. I'd rather eat food. I'm a huge foodie. I love food. I love, love food. Hey, dang. But, yeah. So that's what I did during the pandemic. Like the first two months of the pandemic, I ate. But you still look good right now. I I began to lose stuff. Why? Like now. Why? Because there's I no sponsorship. In, I looked in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. No, in the gyms. In <laughs> the gyms reopened again. The gyms reopened, so I'm able to like. And I told you I started the whole right, no, like online, online fitness yeah. stuff. Yeah. So when you looked in the mirror, you're like, oh shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have abs. What happened? <laughs> so that's what happened. Okay. So now <laughs> let's talk about that. Um, pizza, 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 calories, yeah. calories, calories. Look at the beer. Oh, shoot. 
What's the next step? No detox? Yeah. No, there was no detox. It was just a diet. I know the what following I do for day, competitions. What, okay, the following day, what yeah. did you do? I do this thing where when I don't eat healthy, I don't typically eat vegetables. And that's pretty much what it is. Like, I don't eat my broccoli. I don't eat my cauliflower. And I'm telling you, once I add that stuff back in, it's better for my body. Like, I know it works for my body. I wasn't on any particular diet when I was, you know, on, um, not during the pandemic or whatever, but it was like, okay, I probably shouldn't have a bowl of ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know what I mean? It was just like, just baby, just little things, you know, just little things. I have this trunk (laughs) in my place, in my living room (laughs) that I would do all my online workouts on or whatever. Like whenever I need to do like elevated lunges or whatever, put my foot up there on the trunk, you know, and do my lunges and stuff, you know, all these people watching or whatever. And um, I told one of my friends, I was like, hey, you want to see what's in that trunk? And he's like, what's in it? And I opened it up. Reese's, gummy bears, <laughs> Snickers. He's like, you work out with this stuff? It's like, yeah, it's what keeps me motivated. <laughs> but it's, it's really sad. Oh, I hope you guys aren't watching this. <laughs> but that's what's in that trunk. It's still there. I replenish it a lot. Oh, wow. But yeah, that's my trunk of like goodies. I'm addicted to chips and salsa. Um, but little bits of that stuff isn't bad for you, you know? Little bits, yeah, like little baby bits of that bites. Stuff thank you. It's not bad for you. It's just during the pandemic, I wasn't having baby bites, you know? My Big one boy bites. Peanut butter cup, <laughs> yeah. thank you, turned into a whole five-pack, you know? Like, ten five-packs, I kid you not. But that's how it is. I love Reese's, too. I love peanut butter. Oh, yes. Like, um, when I have my acai bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, please glaze that with peanut butter <laughs> on the top. I love you, man. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly right. So we're... <laughs> this workout thing. Mm-hmm. Did you do this because you were dancing? Or, did, I mean, did you... For You know what? I got to go to the gym. Yeah. How did it go? How did it happen? I wish I could say it was because I was like lifting girls and stuff like that, but it wasn't even that. It wasn't wow. that because I really didn't start that till like. Because um, in some Korean, uh, some in some videos, you were skinny. I'm not skinny, but you were. Yeah. You looked like a, um, more like a dancer. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sweating, you know, I'm yeah. not lifting weights and yes, stuff yes. like that. It's just mostly but on all Spotify, cardio. guys, you see a hunk. <laughs> Like when I showed your picture to my wife, she was like, ooh. I go, ooh, because she saw the title of the song. Or, or you saw, you saw Harris's oh, bod. That's funny. Two different, two different. Like I was like, is this the same guy? It's actually a struggle right now. My next track I'm releasing soon, mm. soonish. <laughs> I don't know if it should be a topless photo or a. Shirt on photo. I, I don't Go know. Go topless. I don't know if I want to do that. Is it a Christian song? No. Go topless. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, dad, he told me to go topless for this one, so I got to listen to Paco. <laughs> so this is it. Okay. It's done. <laughs> done. So, uh, how, <laughs> how did you transition wow. from dancing to Going health buff, cause man, um, age. Because when you were younger, faster metabolism. Plus, you were dancing. Yeah. Now you're not doing that. Um, university. I still dance a bit. Mm-hmm. I still dance now. But, Keyword um, a bit. A bit. 
Well, no dance studios are open now <laughs> in the pandemic, so I really can't do what I want to do. But um, the um, gosh, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? How did I start? Dan- how did I get into working out? Yes. So, a friend in university got me undergrad got me into working out. Actually, really, so that's what happened. Yeah. He also put the he planted the idea in my head to move to South Korea too. Once we graduated, okay, he planted the idea in my head. So that was it. Because I have a gym membership, mm-hmm. I always tell myself I'm gonna work out. Yeah, I go there, I get on the cardio machine, mm-hmm. and then I look at the weights and I say tomorrow. <laughs> Do you go back tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, to good. do the cardio. To do the cardio. <laughs> and then I look at the I look at the weights again. I go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Stay there. That's I'll be stuff. back. That's good. Do they stay there? Yeah. Oh, good. They listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I'm glad they listen. That's I haven't awesome. lift. I haven't lifted them though. I'm very glad they listen to you. <laughs> but, That's perfect. I mean, maybe that procrastin that the, the procrastination really uh-huh. sucks. But you, when you set out to do something, yeah. you really go out. To do it. Yeah. Easy. I guess so. Is, it, is that a habit or is that? I'm the kid in school. When we got a project that was due a month later, I wanted to start on it that night. That can was you, me. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Because I'm like, if it's. Because <laughs> JJ, JJ has heart attacks with me. Uh-huh. He's like, are, um, are we using the new camera? Yeah. Are you gonna set it up now so we can so we can practice it? I'm like, I'm like, no, there's no guest. So you're gonna set it up when the guest arrives? Yeah. And learn it when the guest is there. Oh boy. He's like you. He's yeah, like yeah. you're more like me. He's like You're more like me. When 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 is the camera coming? Tomorrow. I'll be here tomorrow. I wanna learn it. When's the guest coming? Two weeks from now. Good, I have two weeks. That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Talk to me about that mindset. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know where it comes from. My older sister was not like that when we were in grade school. She would wait for the last minute to do things. But she's like you at the end result, right? You guys are up there. Yeah, like she would make, start on a paper that she (laughs) had for an entire month, work on it, start it the night before, and make an A on it. That's her I don't trust myself with that. Oh, wow. Like I, I like to manage my time. Dude, if you saw my calendar. But I really like to manage my time. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for the last minute. To Perfect do example. When, he arri- when Harris arrived to- tonight. Yeah. Checked my calendar. Hmm. And then after that, they're in five. Oh, I'm here. Okay. Wow. On time. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. Me, I'm like, my son goes, it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Kalen. He's like, Dad, he lives with his mom. He's like, Dad, can you bring me my gift? Sure. Can you come at three or four? I'm like, I'm, I'm still at work at that time. Uh, and he's like, I know. I'm just saying that because you'll probably come at six. Mm. So he knows I'm always late. Two hours later. <laughs> You're four. <laughs> Your four is six. Yes. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> Talk to me about your calendar. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. You're fit. You're disciplined. You're an adaptosaurus. You can't be an adaptosaurus without, without structure. Without, yeah, structure. 
I like structure. <clears throat> I like when things go according to plan. What if they don't? Man. <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. Your butt, your butt cheeks go. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm that that's, guy. That's when I'm like, give me, give me, give me. Exactly. Give me. <laughs> that's where you come in. <laughs> that's where you come in. That's why me and him, me and JJ, yeah. we're like, we're like Mutt and Jeff or mm-hmm. Ying and Yang because he's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, we're not doing that. I yeah. go, why not? That's so funny. <laughs> why not? <laughs> so why not? Why are we doing that? Why not? <laughs> I get that. So, when we, even when we started Paco's Place, he's like, yeah. no script? No. What are you going to ask? <laughs> I'll know. <laughs> and, then, know. and then you have Mike and JJ holding hands. I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> We'll see. But it works. Well, it works for me. But I want to do what you and JJ behind the camera are doing. Because you guys have a system. Like, if I, when I go to his house, Mm -hmm. there are sticky notes, and I'm like, what the heck are those? Sticky notes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You do that too? No. Yeah, I do sticky notes. I do sticky notes. I have what's called somewhere there. Um, Okay. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, it's somewhere there. It's somewhere there. Okay, <laughs> there. Okay, now with this type of um, methodology, mm-hmm. are you OCD? No, I'm not OCD. I have clients who are OCD, so I know exactly how they work. That's not me at all. Are you OCD, JJ? <laughs> I think he's borderline, borderline? OCD. <laughs> really, a teenager? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, there he had this. He, uh, you know, the very smackable. <clears throat> so he's the keyboard player of the band, mm-hmm. and me, I'm just this somewhere there kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, I have a thought. Let me. Excuse me. Let me. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Thanks, Jay. When I leave, I look back. He's pulling out his handkerchief with some nice alcohol. He starts wiping his keyboard and makes sure that everything is in the right order. That's it. Is that OCD or is that just safe? (laughs) Oh, so you're that guy too? No, well... Yes. (laughs) I'm not OCD. I'm safe. I'm going with That's what I'm going with. Put it in the comments below, guys. I'm I'm safe. I'm safe. That's what it is. Okay, so so there's that commonality. Okay, okay. <laughs> I get I get you now. No wonder we get along. I'm safe. <laughs> just what it is. So you you are the person that will prevent me from falling off the cliff. Yes. And I'm probably the person that will get you moving yeah. closer to the cliff. Closer or to the cliff. <laughs> <clears throat> I got it. Yeah. So. How about love life? After that ex-girlfriend? After that ex-girlfriend, um, we've just been... Busy studying? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. They've <laughs> just been girls who were friends. That's it. Just girls who were friends. No, like, real... When do you, when, when do you intend to settle down? I 
Is that planned or is that something that will happen? <laughs> I'm hoping it just happens like everything else just happens <laughs> in my life. Honestly, I'm. I guess I just never really thought about it. But my older sister, she um, and my little sister, my little sister just got married. Oh, congratulations! My little sister just got married. Shout out! What's her name? Mariah. Mariah. Shout out! Shout Mariah. out. Congratulations! Yeah. So I love that girl to pieces. Um. She just got married in February, right before the <laughs> pandemic. Good job. <laughs> when I could fly to Houston, uh-huh. um, it was great. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, I'm honestly hoping it just kind of falls into place because right now, music school is a priority right now. Like that's just it. <clears throat> you know that based on experience, mm-hmm. if the music isn't established and the girl comes in, that could go haywire, right? That could go south or. East, West, but seldom North. Yeah, yeah. Because the girl will want the time that should be for the music. And that's what And I'm the last thing you want to hear is, maybe it's not for you. Ah! Ooh! Yeah. I heard that once. It's terrible. Mm. Yeah. Ditched the girl. I ditched the girl. And then, when we were big and famous... Mm-hmm. I was so tempted to go back to her and mm-hmm. tell her, see, I never did that anymore. I just moved on. See? <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> That's messed up. I'm kind of glad you weren't that petty, Paco. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of happy. But, but don't you feel the pressure? You're getting older? <laughs> In my head, I'm like 15, yo. <laughs> I'm not getting older. (laughs) Like, seriously. Plus, this year doesn't count. This this year doesn't count at all. My birthday was before the pandemic. Really? Yeah. February? 22nd. Oh, I'm happy late to the happy birthday. Oh, it's so late. Thank you. But still, you know, (laughs) when you you watch this on February to 2021, (laughs) you're going to go, oh, he greeted me again. (laughs) Happy birthday, Harris. (laughs) I know you're watching. That's the funniest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> that was great. That's so meta, right? Wonderful. That's so meta. Like you're, you're like so watching me, watching you, saying happy yeah. birthday to you right beside so you. And awesome. You want to greet you? And it was planned. That's cool. <laughs> I like it. I'll put that in my calendar. <laughs> Watch that Paco Flicks interview you did. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. When I call you on the 22nd, uh, yes, 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 please. don't be like, why are you calling me? I'll put that on my calendar. Let me put that on my calendar. <laughs> Look at him. I got him to use his calendar. I know, right? You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to use my calendar now. You're more than welcome. February. More Harris than welcome. Martins. People, if you're watching, don't forget to put a comment if you're watching on February 22. Add it to your calendars mm-hmm. too, guys. <laughs> you know, like... If, if I were you, listen to his music and all that stuff, I'm putting it right now. Oh. February. <laughs> I'm in October, December, January. February 22 oh falls on a gosh, Monday. That's so funny. That's Set hilarious. alarm. I love it. I love it. I love Set it. Set alarm too, because I'm going to greet you. Happy birthday. I have your cell phone number. I love it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 7 a.m. He's scheduling a message Done. to send February 22nd. <laughs> Done. See? So perfect. I got it. Oh. There you go. I'm gonna get one birthday greeting on February 22nd. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's awesome. Now, let's talk about. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> hey, Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> Happy birthday. 
to swallow your water. <laughs> the people who are, the people listening to us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 All right. Now, so there's there's that. Let's go back to you now being mm-hmm. a doctor, of physical therapy. Gotcha. What is there a career path for that? Is there a career path like for me or like for for you? Oh, oh, in general, I know there is, yeah. but for you, right now it's my fallback plan. <laughs> my fallback plan. Honestly, I want music to happen very badly. I don't like to admit that to people because I just like everybody else in LA. You know, like I sound like everybody else in LA. I think, but I I really want music to happen. But I feel like I have enough things. One of my friends last weekend just explained to me that I have enough under my belt to, to like to to be able to say I want music to happen, you know. Yeah. And so that's what I'm. He made me realize that. And I'm like, oh well, thank you. So, How, when I, okay, isn't it maybe because the safety net is preventing you from really taking that big leap? What big leap are we talking about? All out. Music all out. Like, what do you mean all out? All out. Like, <clears throat> There's not a lot you can do in the middle of a pandemic, guys. Actually. <laughs> correct. Wait, <laughs> no, no, no. This is the time where you're um, planning the release of every single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planning. <clears throat> That's what I'm doing, yeah. Which songs go to an album. Yeah, yeah. Limited edition vinyl. Mm-hmm. Talking to producers. Yeah, yeah. About doing a show. You know what? I'm going to put this out right now. If we do a show next year, mm-hmm. I'll invite you to be on the, oh. on the bill. Huh? Yeah. Wow. A lot of Filipino audience would definitely fall in love with you. I, uh, know, I, I want that to happen. Can we get that in writing? It was video good enough. Video's good enough. Video's good enough. Oh, okay, definitely. good. This, like good. expressions it's and all. Binding. Oh, yeah. You know? If you guys edit that out, I swear, <laughs> I will come back and hunt you down. <laughs> Come back and both of you, you too. I know how to work the cameras now. I've been working for two weeks. Let me go back. No, no, seriously. I mean, oh my god, oh my god. Like, like, can you imagine? Imagine that going all out with the music, getting ready for twenty twenty one. What if you needed to do a thesis and you had a show? What what would you pick? The show. I would pick the show. Nice. I would pick the show. Definitely. What if God calls you and tells you, I want you all for me? Hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? It means sing for... Then I... <laughs> like, like, uh, what if I send another disaster? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Lord Christian Contemporary? <laughs> Can't use the word baby anymore? <laughs> What if I just take my secular songs and change all the words from baby to Jesus? That works. Baby, baby Jesus? Baby. Or just baby Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah, but yeah. That's right? so funny. Yeah, like, honestly, if I felt God. Um, Would you say that. no? <laughs> say no to God. Not on purpose. I'm not going to. I wouldn't do it on purpose. You'd probably do a Jonah, huh? I, yeah. <laughs> Bring the well, God, because. Is this you? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's got a sense of humor, you know. 
That's scary, though. <laughs> right? It's really scary. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, I mean, yeah. like, just, I'm, I'm really fascinated about mm. your journey. And I'm like, what if after all of this, mm-hmm. you know, you being exposed to all these kids, touching all these kids' mm-hmm. lives, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. We'll talk more when we come back after this break. Harris Martin, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back. And we're back. Did your expression change right before the break? There was that nice... <laughs> Maybe. I think it changed. Harris Martin. So, if you were to define your life up to this point, you're not an evangelist, mm-hmm. but you're, you're an ambassador. You've touched a lot of people's lives. You probably don't know how many. Mm. Probably a lot more than you think. I mean, how would you define you? Man, that's such a hard thing to answer. <laughs> it's a hard question. Um, how would I define me? You seem so selfless. You seem to have this passion for the world, not just in your own little bubble. Mm-hmm. I mean, that bubble has been burst, Harris. Yeah. You burst that bubble a long time ago. I know. How do I define me? Um, <laughs> I get comfortable. <laughs> I get comfortable. Like, I... Man, I know what I want to do. Like, I know I want to do music. I know I kind of want to do school. <laughs> and that's that, That's my life right now. My life is music and school. And, of course, Jesus. <laughs> you know, that's my life. <laughs> Those three. But, um... Pick no, two. Pick two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> You're on camera. This is Biden. Jesus and music. See? Jesus and music. Was that hard? No, not at all. Not at all. But I feel like there's been such a big investment in school, you know? Right. Private universities are not cheap. They're not. No, they're really not. So there's been, like, such a big investment. Not just money, but time of and, course. you know, effort and things like that, too. And, so. and, and did you ever think that maybe you should have... What if you channeled the energy and the resources to music as opposed to school? I, um... Is it scary? No. Okay, I have, in my head, I have ways to, ah. like, do music in ways, in my way now. <laughs> um, me and my team, we've, we've got some pretty big jobs. Like, we've okay. got some pretty big stuff. Like, we have two songs on the latest Mariah Carey nice. album that, um, two years ago, I think, Caution. So, we have two songs on that, al- on, on that album. That's, like, the biggest thing I think we've ever done. But, um... That in itself is just like, okay, I have songwriting credit for this stuff. I want people to start taking me seriously, you know, right, like for the right. com- like from the company, you know what I mean? And um, the only way to, like, get that for them to take me seriously is for me to, like, gain a following or whatever. And that's mm. what I'm working on now, you know? That's what I'm working on I now. think it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, because, oh, thank you. I hope so. 
But that's what I'm working on now, just to, like, get a following for them to be like, oh, you know, he wrote this song for this person. People listened. Okay, <laughs> what what song, song did you write for himself. Mariah Carey? Um, eighth Grade mm-hmm. and GTFO. They're all on Spotify. Yeah, they're on Spotify. Eighth Grade and GTFO. So me and my team, we wrote those. Like, how does, how does one get to... Commission to, to be commissioned to write a song for Mariah Carey, a big artist. So Sony, I work with <clears> some <throat> producers and engineers at Sony, and um, we have a team. Um, I work as the writer, the writer, and the session singer. So that's my job. I write the songs. I record the, the music. Yeah, mm-hmm. the demo. So that song was shelved. Those two songs wow. were shelved for like. Three, four months. Wow. Three, four months. And then ASCAP just kind of puts money in your account out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, what happened? <laughs> so it's that kind of thing. So shout out to ASCAP. <laughs> so, yeah. Especially the benefits. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my, de- my, my <laughs> Dell benefits from ASCAP. Yeah, by the- yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. But, yeah, so that's how that happened. That's how that happened. Like, they didn't tell you that, oh, Harris, uh, Mariah no. just picked up your song. It wasn't even like that. It wasn't So like the that. publishing company just... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I realized that's the way the music industry works. <laughs> now, do you like the way the industry, the music industry works? I mean, from my perspective, from where I am now, <laughs> just keep paying me to do stuff, I'll do it. So, okay. yeah. But um, I would like to be, I, I, want it sh- I want shows. I want to perform. Yeah. I want to perform. That's where you get the following. I want to perform. Yeah, I know. I right. want to perform. <clears throat> and I had all these shows planned for this year, you know, and um, it did not happen because of the pandemic that happened. So, How do you write songs? What instruments do you play? Um, I play a little bit of keyboard, a little bit of acoustic guitar um, for music or whatever. But I play the djembe as well, just for fun. So... That's so, have you written good. a song on a djembe? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> that was a fast no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how. <laughs> well, you write songs on drums. Um, Roger Taylor did. Roger Ta- we will yeah. rock you. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so have I, have I, you know, right. good question. Have I written a song on... No. You haven't? No. Although me and JJ are the opposite. <clears throat> He's a keyboard player. Yeah, yeah. I like messing with the keyboards and suggesting yeah. different lines on the keyboard. And then he'll clean it up. And then, <laughs> then, and then he does the same thing. I'll yeah. play a drum beat. He's like, eh. I go, what? Uh-uh. <laughs> He's like, do this, do this, do this. Gotcha. Okay, okay. So most of my drum parts are his. Uh, most of his keyboard parts are, are yours. mine. I got it. I got it. Something, something yeah, like yeah. that. But, okay, so you write with an acoustic guitar yeah, and, yeah. and keyboards. Mm-hmm. I've seen you play the acoustic guitar in one yeah, of your yeah. videos. I like that. Thank you. You should do that often. Wow, thank you. Yeah, because okay. not a lot, not a lot of, um, of uh, R&B singers yeah. use uh, an yeah. acoustic guitar. Most R&B singers are keyboards and on stuff a keyboard. Like that, yeah. Right? Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I mean, yeah, think about it. Because yeah. normally if you're on acoustic guitar, you're Keith Urban. Yeah. Or Tim, who's that? Tim McGraw? Mm-hmm. Is it playing country music? Yeah, yeah. But no, you were like just mellow on that guitar. Yeah. Keep doing that. Wow. Okay. You never, you never thought about it that I'm way. I'm going to write no? that down. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just not a great guitar player. I you don't have I'm to not. be. Yeah. That's where you have session artists doing that, but imagine the spotlight shining yeah, exactly. down on you. Yeah. You're already giving you your acoustic guitar. And yeah, like, that's, ah, wow. The girl's going, ah, you know what song he's got to play? Who needs a show when I have you here? <laughs> this is great. It's called visualization. <laughs> I love visualization now. I used to do that when I was a kid, and my mom would throw water on my face. Really? Because I'd be... Oh yeah, everything's a vision, you know. Yeah. Like even even this whole Pacos Please thing yeah, yeah. started with a vision, and I was able to sell the vision to Michael and JJ, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, oh okay, whatever." <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> and now here it is. Yeah. And the plan is to get bigger and bigger yeah, and yeah. bigger and bigger to help artists. Definitely. And that that would be it. Whoa. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. okay. So that's that. Now you're writing songs. Yeah. 2021 might be a good year for live performances. Yes, definitely. You're, you're dropping a new song. By the time this video is shown, that song might have dropped. Hopefully. Yeah. What's the title of the next song? All Night Long. All Night. Long. All Night. It's a dance song. Mm-hmm. It's about dancing. It's not Lionel Richie All Night Long kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Huh? Nope. <laughs> That's why we use it All Night Long. All Night. Uh, all, all Night. Yeah, nope. <laughs> Slow. <laughs> What's the title of the song again? <laughs> All night long, Paco. <laughs> You're not that <laughs> serious face. You're not dancing on, on this song, on the music video. I don't think so. Um, you really keep yourself out of the camera. No. Um, <clears throat> my thing is I want to help other people too. Um, my thing is the guy who did um, the last single I put out, put it on me. Um, he's a dancer. I mm, feel yeah. like he should be out there more. You know what I mean? And um, he doesn't have a lot of, you know, professional, you know, right. choreographed stuff or whatever. It's like, hey, you want to shoot something professional with me? And that's what it was. It's like, I want to put you in this video. Nice. Whatever. And that was, he's a, he was good. He's really, really Even the good. moves, I was like, wow. Yeah, I wish I could take credit for that. I wish I could say I choreographed that So he him. choreographed it? Yeah, that was, his, that was all him. Imagine that. That was all him. Imagine that. You wrote the song, he wrote the dance. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's my vision for the upcoming, st- at least during the pandemic. That's my vision for my pandemic music. Ooh, I like that. Pandemic music. Pandemic this is music, good. right? Yeah, but that's my vision for my music I'm putting out during the pandemic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about All Night Long. What's it, what's it about? It's about dancing all night long. And then who did the arrangement? You. Um, no, I didn't do the arrangement. My, um, producer did Sergio Deonda. Shout out to Sergio Deonda. Perfect. Shout out. Yes. When you say producer, cause mm-hmm. I've always, we've always produced our own mm-hmm. songs now, but here in the States, it's very different because like my friends would go, yeah, I, I met up with this producer mm-hmm. and that nor I'm deer in headlights when it comes to that until I found out that, oh, you give a song to a producer, a producer does whatever magic and gives it back to you and it's, it sounds so different. It, it, it has a, 
it has a spin to it. That's my perception. What yeah. is it? Okay, sometimes. <clears throat> I don't work like that, though. Okay. But I know with, um, with Sergio, I work with two guys, Sergio and Dylan, and um, I work with other producers, too, but those are like, those were like friends, you know? Like, right. we, we know each other, you know? So Sergio had, he wrote this track, and I don't write to track a lot. That's not what I like to do. But, um, like, lyrics to, you know, music exactly, already yeah. there. I don't do that a lot. But um, when I heard this song, I think we were just, I think I had just finished recording something else with him. And then he's like, hey, I want to see what you could do with this. You know, if you can, like, you want to, like, um, take it over a week or whatever. And I was like, no, let's do this now or whatever. And um, I wrote part of the song that day or whatever, you know. And it's been a while since then. But I was able to, like, perfect some of the lyrics and everything. But... Yeah, so that's how I wrote this one. And I really, really like it. Like, I really, really like it. It's, um, it's good. I think it's good. And this is something we wrote, like, two years, years ago? ago, I think. Yeah, like, two years ago, we wrote this. And um, now it's, like, it's time to put it out there. We, I went back and changed a lot of stuff. But now yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. it's ready now. It's ready now. Yeah. You Are You. That's mm-hmm. another song on Spotify yeah. that I like. Thank you. Felt blessed listening to that song. Oh, man, thank when you. did you write that song and what was the inspiration? I mean, I know what the inspiration is, but what inspired you to really just go all out with regard to that song? The, the bridge to that song, it's not because of what you do, it's because of who you, you are. are. Adonai, Jehovah, Jireh, the Messiah, you are God, yep. Lord. And my response to you is praise forever, 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 and right? ever. That um, bridge was something I came up with when I first moved back to the States um, out of after Korea. Korea. Yeah, after Korea. And um, it was just a bridge that I would just, <laughs> it wasn't a bridge then. It was a it prayer. Was just something, it was a prayer. It was something I would sing in my quiet time. It was something I would sing, you know, like in, when I would pull up my guitar just to worship. Like, it's just something that I would start off worship, you know, like um, sessions with or whatever, Mm. you know. Like, Mm. that's just something that I always started with. And it dawned on me one day, I should probably write a song around that part, (laughs) you know, like around that. And um, it's a simple song. Like, it's so The lyrics are so... Yeah, because I wanted it to be, like, true worship, not thinking about a bunch of words or anything. I wanted it to be worship. I can write a song with a bunch of words, but the verses we worship, right. worship, worship you. <laughs> like that's just it. And you never hid the fact that it was a song about God, for God. You mean did I hide it? I mean, other yeah. nowadays, other Christian yeah. artists, no. they die like you. Okay, who are you? Yeah, but you, you were very profound. You described it, and yeah, it's kind of hard to hide. Father, Spirit, God right? One, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you can't hide that. You can't go, baby, because if you Father, Spirit, and Son. So yeah, you can't hide that. <laughs> There's no hiding it. When I heard that part, I was like, okay. Yeah. Because now nowadays, you know, like Christians are. I wrote the Christian song. Oh, no, I get that one hundred percent. Let me hear your Christian song. Yeah. Whatever. That's a song for your girlfriend. You just yeah. It's like yeah. And I don't want to be that guy. And you are you, <laughs> you, you are you the song he wrote. Yeah. That's not a girlfriend song. Yeah, definitely not. Takes guts to write a song like that nowadays. Yeah. But that's me. That's me living in my truth. Like, I love that. I love like being able to this is me. Like that's me. 
it's just a part of me. We're not one dimensional. Like we're definitely not. Um, so why not come out with two you, two faces of you? Wow, that's cool. Wait, two faces of me? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That's nice, no? That's nice, really. Because there's not there's nothing offensive with your secular songs. Yeah. It is what it is, and there's nothing offensive with your yeah. CC um, contemporary Christian music yeah, yeah. songs. Like a Sasha Fierce, Beyonce type thing. Yeah. And turning me into Beyonce? No, turning oh, okay. you into you. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> <laughs> turning you into thank Harris you. Martin. Thank you. Right? No, but, but, but... Yeah, I just... I mean... Like I said, we're not one-dimensional. I don't think God wants us to be one-dimensional. And, 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 and you're, you're not. You're not. Yeah. You're DPT. <laughs> musician. <laughs> Songwriter. <laughs> I think I'm those things. <laughs> you, you, I, mean, I think I'm those and, things. And, and you, you excel in everything you do. Yeah. Hmm. Listen to his songs. Come back to the podcast. <laughs> Put it in the comments below. I'm pretty sure you guys are going to be blessed. You guys are going to be yeah. inspired. Oh my God. Especially, you know, like you're, you're a trainer. All night long is a dance track. Yeah, would be nice to do your online training to your songs. Yeah. Oh my God! It's gonna have to turn into that because <laughs> Facebook, where we do our online trainings and stuff, they're shutting us down for using copyright. <laughs> music. Right? Yeah. Right? So it's like, why y'all gotta be so picky? <laughs> like, come on, let me use my Rihanna. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> you know what? So you know mean. what? My wife and I did. What? We bought a Peloton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like, after pressing buy now, uh-huh. <laughs> what the heck did I just do? That was like a $2,800 investment right there. Do you have it now? No, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Okay. Good. And every day she's like, did you cancel it? I go, did you want me to cancel it? No, you try canceling it. You'll see. Oh. I'll cancel your show. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do We like this show. <laughs> Wow. I love you, baby. Just okay. messing. But no, but story. but she's like, because she wanted this nice, just a simple bike. She yeah, goes, yeah. baby, can you get me a bike from Amazon? Yeah, yeah. Because of the pandemic, right? <clears throat> and I go, okay. So she got the bikes. And then for some reason, you know, they creep up on you, those those uh, pixel by the internet. They're like, buy a Peloton. I'm like, All them cookies. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what happened. And then there's Nordic track on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Pelotons are good, though. Pelotons are good. So what can you say about spin spin cycling? I teach cycle. Really? I teach cycle. Yeah. Shout out to Get Sweat. Shout out to Get Sweat. Yeah. (laughs) Am I going to lose weight? Yeah, man. Definitely. Definitely. 100%. 100%. There's so much you can do on a bike. So much you can do. When you watch the videos on your Peloton, you'll see. Okay. You'll definitely see. Wow. Yeah, you'll definitely see. So now, you, what would you advise people who want to go into music? What would I advise them? Young kids. Mm. I mean, because me, I did not finish school JJ, just like you, mm-hmm. finished school, never used it, but <laughs> he's got a degree. Wow. 
That was shade in its finest. <laughs> that was some. He threw a tree at you. That <laughs> was like wow. Like sometimes he would show me his diploma. I'm like, have you ever used it? <laughs> You've gone through life okay, right? Without it, right? Oh, wow. That was great. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I would say he's been he's a successful songwriter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what you what you what you take up again? What you take up in in college, Jay? Humanities. Humanities. Wow. And I'm like, wow. Did you ever use it? I haven't seen you become a counselor of some sort or anything. I'm pretty sure the music is yeah, the music is. So, what would you advise kids? <laughs> um, is it too cliche to say like follow your dreams, follow your heart? But no, um, is that what you did? Kinda, kinda, <laughs> kinda. See, I'm pe- I'm peeling the onion. Remember what I said about five minutes ago? Rewind it, Harris. <laughs> Watching it on February 22, 2021. Rewind it. Actually said, go in full force with the music. Yeah. If you want your followers to follow you 100%, they want to know that you're in it 100%. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Let's go back to what would you advise the kids? Um... I think one of the greatest pieces of advice I've gotten um, from anyone was, and it confused me when I heard it for the first time. It confused me for like the next five years. Hopefully it does the same for you. But um, (laughs) when it comes to like your dreams, your passions, if you have any doubt about it, don't do it. Amen. If you have doubt, don't do it. And that confused me. Because I mean, it did confuse me. Because I'm like, well, I'm just like fearful. Why would you tell me not to do it? You know. But if there's room for doubt, then like you said, you're not passionate about it. That's not your true passion. If you have doubt, that's not your passion. Don't go full force over anything that you're not that passionate about. And so, if you have any doubt about it, don't do it. With regard to your legacy, all these kids that whose lives you've touched. Mm I mean, you may not be aware that you've, you are building a legacy with these kids. Mm-hmm. And they probably know you not as your other facets, but who you are to them, mm-hmm. right? But how would you like to be remembered? Or what kind of mark would you, do you want to leave? With them? With everybody. With your family. Because I've only, what, interacted with you for the short amount of time. And I'm very impressed already. You've already promised me Showtime with you. Of course. This is great. Yeah. I got that on film. All right. (laughs) Um, My legacy. I don't know. What I would leave with my family, what I would leave with the kids would be different. Um, Mm. Honestly, the kids, I just want them to know that they need to believe in themselves. Like, they have to believe in themselves. Because someone, even if it's just me, like, I believed in them enough, you know, to actually want to be around them, (laughs) to help them. But I don't waste my time with people. Like, that's something I don't do. I don't waste my time with people. Time is too short. And um, 
my thing is I see value in them and they need to see value in themselves as well. So if you don't value yourself, how can you value anything else, you know? Yeah. It's kind of how I see that. So they have to value themselves. They have to, have to, have to. Wow. And for, uh, with regard to your family, mm-hmm. have, I mean, are you confident enough to actually say you've made them proud? Now, yeah, for sure. Um, they brag about me. I'm not sure why, but they do brag about me. But it's funny. It's funny. But I think I've made my mom and dad proud. And my sisters, too. They'll, like, tell people, oh, my brother wrote this song on the Mariah Carey album. And they'll be like, oh, he wrote Caution? No, not that one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, What? Mariah, my little sister, said that to me. Actually, oh, you wrote oh, caution? No, not that one. Oh, oh okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I'm still excited, <laughs> but no, uh, but yeah, they're proud of me. <laughs> proud of me. <laughs> one step at a time, right? One step, baby steps, man. Baby steps. I mean, you've done something we haven't done. Yeah, that that counts for a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you've done something most of us haven't done. Yeah, and and it's just a matter of time. Yeah, exactly. Paris. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually very excited um, <clears throat> tell your story, you know. So, Martin Rivera, one of the biggest acts in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and probably all over the world with regard to the Filipino community, mm-hmm. you bring Martin Rivera anywhere in the world, you'll have an audience of at least two to 5,000 people. Mm-hmm. Okay, big, big star. He came on the show. Oh, yeah. Came on the show. We were never expecting that. And I told him, you know what, Martin? We'd like to thank you. And of course, we'd like to thank his son, Robin Rivera, a good friend of ours, for inviting his dad to be on the show. But we invited him, and he said yes. And when he was where you were seated, we actually said, your presence legitimizes not only the show, but all the guests that will come after you and who've come before you. Oh, wow. He's good friends with Brian McKnight, by the way. Yeah. Like, wow. they're, they're, they're like, like yeah. Yeah. look him up later on. Um, mm-hmm. And he was very humble, very encouraging. And, you know, to have that stamp and me looking at you and me excited for you, and I'm sure the audience are, we gotta get we gotta get your followers up. Yeah. What are your what's your, what's the what's the message to your fans and your future fans? <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> no. Um, <sighs> you hit me with all the hard questions, man. <laughs> um, message to my fans. Remember, this is commitment. Definitely. Definitely. <sighs> I want to be true to you guys through my music so you guys can be true to yourselves. Nice. And that's that's the truth. Like, hands down. Um, I want to be true to you guys through my music. Yeah. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Harris Martin. Look him up. All the links are down in the description below. And we expect more of you. We'll invite you back to sing a few songs, huh? Awesome. Perfect. I'm down. And that'll be, that'll be one awesome step. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe to his 
YouTube channel. I'll post it down there. Support his music. Support the community together. If we grow together, we can change the movement.